What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge of Nothingness podcast, and I am David Korb. How about that series, guys, huh? That was fun to watch. Man, I, I tell you what, I I did not think the Pirates were going to go into this series and do what they did. I honestly, I my expectation was, you know, just give them a couple games. I expected them to get the shit beat out of them. Uh, at least uh, one to two games this series. And for them to go in uh, to this series and do what they did, taking two of four from them and, and all four games being great games, close games, technically they should have won three out of the four, uh, just absolutely impressive and just says a lot about this this team going forward, in my opinion at least, about this young this young group of 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 uh, of guys we got here. Um, just to go ahead and, and get into this series, uh, I'm going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly like I did last time. Uh, so the good. Um, how about how about Kebron Hayes? Like he, you know, he's come back from injury, um, and you know, I, I when I got around to watching him closely, I you know I noticed that he he I said it last podcast and I'm saying it this one. He got rid of the toe tap. He went back to the slow load, the slow leg lift, um, and it, whatever they worked on while he was on the IL, it looks like uh, it's starting to work. Um, and I mean, this series he had seven hits, three runs, two home runs, nine RBIs, uh, and it's amazing to see, you know, when 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 Hayes and Reynolds these guys hit, what this lineup does, and you know. When you when you put on top of that, you know, if Kutch hits, and then you know all these young guys, you brought the Bagaros, the 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 Andy Rodriguez, and the Davis, uh, you know, man, I, I mean, just just unreal what they can do, and uh, but Hayes, I mean, just just the the, the power, all of a sudden the power stroke, um, yesterday the the triple that was just crippling for the Braves, uh, he hit that the shit out of the baseball and the, and it was like a, a slice in golf man it just sliced away from Harris and Harris tried to dive for it and missed it and I mean next thing you know Hayes got a triple but I, he just he was just hitting the crap out of the baseball and it's one thing for him to just hit in general but now that he's starting to hit for power on top of it that's huge and and, and again look and I'm not trying to be negative we've seen this with Hayes before you just you just gotta hope that maybe he, sooner or later he actually figures it out, but I, I'm not expecting him to be a true power hitting third baseman, nothing like that. But it, but but when he hits like this or just hits in general, if he if he just hits in general, uh, just gets those runs batted in, right? That's huge for this lineup, huge. And uh, man, I'm I'm excited to see if he can, if he can keep this going for the rest of the season. I really am. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Reynolds, another one, just absolutely uh, starting to. Uh, he's definitely healthier. You can just tell um, the way he's diving for baseballs out there in left field. Uh, the way he's generating more power as well. It, Reynolds has been hitting some moonshots. I mean, the game I was at the other day. I mean, he just missed hitting one out uh, in the last in the ninth inning uh, on that Wednesday game. It, it was so close, but. It was just one of many hits to where he. It's been moonshots. 
uh, gap shots and just getting hits and, and runners in scoring position in general. It's, it's just been good to see Reynolds getting healthy and him starting to look like the guy that they gave a million dollar, you know, $100 million contract to. So just, just good things to see. Uh, how about live here, Pergaro? I, I love this kid. He, he's a hell of a, uh, hell of a fielder, uh, defensive guy. But, I mean, my man's been uh, hitting for power. He's getting the, – the main thing, though, is the key hits in critical moments, crucial moments. I mean, you, you can't teach that, man. It's like the kid's got the clutch gene. I, I just – yesterday, two different hits with runners on to score runs, just huge. And I mean, I think he's hit three home runs since his call up. It's, I know it's two for sure, but I think it might be three. But it, but uh, hitting for power too. I mean, do not go on the inside part of the plate with this guy, or he's going to put it over the fence. And you know, sooner or later, teams are going to notice this. But at the same time, I, I just uh, just awesome to see what he's been doing since he's been called up. Uh, honestly, he looks like he needs to be the se- starting second baseman when O'Neill Cruz is back, and at that. that you know, Neil Cruz has been gone for so long that sometimes, and this is funny to say, but really, I honestly sometimes forget about him. I forget about Neil Cruz, and I start thinking about different players with this, uh, you know, this this uh, logjam we have up the middle, uh, middle infielders, and it's like, oh shit, you know, holy crap, I forgot about Neil Cruz. So it's 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 going to be nice, I think, to see if it is indeed Pagaro at second and O'Neill Cruz at short. But Pagaro has been was awesome this series as well. Just so many key hits, and and putting it all over the field too, and it, it just very impressive. Um, Austin Jackson, uh, the middle reliever. I, I mean, this guy since he's been called up, he went three uh, innings, uh, zero runs against the Brewers, and then used in this game against the Braves. I think it was the second game. Yeah. Uh, just two innings, looked lights out. Uh, the, the Braves couldn't do shit against him when he when he pitched. Uh, really impressive. Um, another one, Selby. Uh, they call up Selby. Uh, I was actually there for, to see his debut. Very impressive. He's got a live fastball, and man, is his curve nasty. It's got a hell of a drop in it. Uh, I think it's said that he threw a 97-mile-an-hour sinker on the scoreboard at the game, and I'm not sure if that was actually his two-seam or what, but... Just, just really good stuff. Uh, does have a live arm, like they said. I, I hadn't really uh, saw a lot about this guy going into the game he, he debuted, and and man, I I came away really impressed. I was just like, wow, you know, th- this is because you see his stats from 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 AAA, and I mean, you know, he was pitching his ERA was in the threes, which is good. You know, when you see guys like Beto and them that had an ERA in the sixes or fives, you're like, oh, okay, not not great. But then you see this guy, and you're like, well, why haven't I heard his name a lot? And uh, so it was – I just never really heard of this guy that much. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, here he is. And, I mean, honestly, this just tells you how bad it's been with the Pirates rotation and injuries and how bad it's it's hurt the, the team to where you're, you're seeing guys called up that, you you, you know, personally I, I didn't even really hear about a lot at all. Um, but but no, Selby, I, that kid, he's looked really legit, and I've re- I really enjoyed the other night watching him pitch uh, live. Uh, another name I wanted to bring up for the good. Uh, look, Delay has has done well. I, look, I'm pissed off as much as Andy's sitting, but at the same time, Delay has has done well for the Pirates this series. He really did in both games he started. He got hits for the Pirates. Uh, he didn't hurt the Pirates at all hitting. Um, uh, defensively, uh, you know. He did have that uh, yesterday where he threw the ball about 15 feet over the second baseman's head. <laughs> but uh, but, it, it, but at least hitting-wise, he hasn't been a liability uh, the, the series. He wasn't at least. And uh, 
Not bad at all, you know. Um, I, I will admit that defensively, he is uh, a better catcher right now when it comes to calling games and pitch for him. You can tell he's definitely a lot further along than than a Henry Davis would be. I know I've been glamoring for Henry Davis to get more time catching, and I still wish that. Um, but at the same time, delay uh, this series did really well for the Pirates uh, and did not hurt them uh, offensively at all. Um, and just I just figured he deserved to be put in the good category for this series. Uh, the Pirates, you know, they traded the guy Hatch. Um, or I'm sorry, they claimed Hatch. That's right, they claimed Hatch and uh, got to see him his first game yesterday. And uh, four innings, zero runs. He looked great. Uh, you know, I, I got to give Ben Charrington credit here. Uh, you know, he seems to do this kind of thing where he'll go out, he'll he'll grab somebody, and I don't know if they just they just tweak a couple things or what, and they and they just go out there and they look great. And I mean, Hatch first game with with his new team facing the Atlanta Braves, and I mean to go four innings, no runs. I mean that's that's pretty good. Um, his stat line here, let's see, uh, yeah, zero earned runs, zero runs, two hits, two Ks, no walks, no home runs, just really good. Um, and, uh, just, just good to see that another guy they, they, they acquire and and he goes out there and does what he does. But, uh, all right, moving on to the bat. Uh, as Wado Beto, uh, I got him in the pad category. He, you know, he, he went out there and he just couldn't really do more than four innings, and it looks like they've now abandoned letting him do any more than three to four innings. Uh, you know, and I, and I guess the expectation for him what should have been that anyways um, uh, at this level, but, like, you just, man, and I'll get to that in a second with the, the pitching issues, but I just, uh, he really uh, just could not avoid this, this Atlanta lineup without giving up some runs in the four innings that he did go. Um, another bad is Keller, another one, just, uh, you know, he went five innings, three runs, which I know is not that bad, um, but it's not even a quality start, uh, technically, and, you know, they really needed their ace in Keller to go six innings, and he couldn't do it, and the whole game, let's be honest here, Keller played with fire the whole game, the whole time he pitched, it was always constantly two men on or, or one out and two men. I mean, you're just waiting for the big hit to really, you know, take him out of the game. And it didn't happen, luckily. But at the same time, you know, you need your ace to go six innings. And I get it. I get it. It's not easy against this Atlanta lineup. But at the same time, you're the ace. You're the all-star. You're the guy. You need to go out there for your team and try to get six innings in. But he didn't. Um, and he's been struggling a lot lately. Um, another one was Barucki. And look, barucki has been doing great. Like, don't get me wrong. The guy's been doing really good for the Pirates, again, since they got him and they tweaked some things with him, apparently, and, and, and he's been really good. But in this Atlanta series, he did struggle. I think both times I saw that he went out there, he gave up some runs. Um, so he, he didn't do well. Um, and like I said, in a way, I'm kind of forgiving of these guys. Like, I get it, man. It's tough. Uh, Priester, another one. Another time, he goes four innings. That's all he can do. Um, he can't go through a lineup a second time. He just can't. He just doesn't have the stuff. He doesn't have the power fastball or, or elite enough fastball to really be able to do it. And as soon as he gets to that lap, the first three innings, uh, he's toast. And even even through the first three innings with this Atlanta lineup, it wasn't good. I think he gave four runs in four innings, I believe. I mean, he couldn't even get through it once without 
the damage being done. And it was it could have been so much worse. Again, just like with Keller, it could have been horrendous. They could have easily been down like eight to nothing with him out there on the mound. Uh, so I mean, young rookie, right? Do you want to give him the credit, or you know, I, you know? But for me, for what I originally thought this guy was supposed to be our next blue chip prospect, I really did pitching wise. And you know, the more I saw him not be dominant at AAA level, it was kind of like hmm. And now that you know I've gotten to see him, it's like man, this guy was never was never going to be you know a top prospect, pitching prospect for them and live up to that first round billing at all. So just a, a I mean I'm not trying to say it's a horrible first round pick by Neil Huntington, but at the same time man like Jesus, like not not impressed. And uh yeah, he just I don't know, he just he just doesn't not what you expect from a from a first round pick. I'll put it that way. Uh let's see here. Falters another one of the bad um you know, he did all right uh the first time he came Came out for the Pirates, but this game uh, did not do as well. Uh, I believe it was four runs and in four innings. Uh, yes. So, yeah, not great. Um, luckily, Hatch came in and put the fire out. Uh, but, yeah, he, you know, he let the Braves go up 4 nothing. Uh, again, had to dance, you know, play with fire the, the whole four innings he was out there. It, it could have been so much worse. In fact, I put it on Twitter. I was like, okay, this is the game where we get tattooed, like, you know, 14-1. And it, but it didn't happen. Uh, I will say that giving up four runs and four innings against the Braves again, I get it. It's not easy, but man, you know, another guy that you know you trade for, and you're you're looking for someone to give you, you know, you hope a starter that can get you to five innings, uh, and he couldn't do it, um, unfortunately. Um, the ugly. Uh, look, Jack Sawinski. Look, I love the kid, and I love the potential in this kid. Um, but but it was an ugly series for him. Uh, he had that, that nice double yesterday off the wall, but besides that, my man looked completely lost at the plate. He couldn't hit to save his life. I will say there were a couple calls by the umps that didn't, didn't help him either at the home plate umpires. But at the same time, I mean, he looked, it, it's been rough. Uh, I think I saw his batting average is now down to like 212. Yeah, his batting average now sits at 212, guys. Uh, his OPS is still 797, though. Um, but the whole series. I think he maybe had uh, that double. He maybe had one other hit in this whole series, and that's that's it. Uh, but it was it was rough. Um, couldn't really do much at all out there. There were there are situations where we had runners on, and you're like, man, Jack, we need your power. Let's go. Put a charge in the one, and he would strike out and strike out and strike out, and and it it just seemed like a running thing with him. Um. All right. Now another ugly. Um. Bednar. Uh. Look. Um, he, he, in the Brewer series, he almost blew that save. Uh, he played with fire. He's been playing with fire as of late, uh, when he comes into these, these innings to, to, to close them out, to get the save. Uh, and I, and I didn't understand why he got brought in, uh, in that second game to close it out. It was his fourth time in five days and like I said, you just you just knew it was a bad idea. Uh, Austin Jackson was cruising. He'd went two innings. They were not doing anything with him. And I had thought that the Pirates should roll with Jackson. He did three innings of zero runs for them the last time he went out there. The guys looked really good. Bednar is struggling. Just keep Jackson out there. And it's like, all right, you know, they're going to roll with Bednar. Let's see how this goes. And, and, yep, three runs. They lose the game. 
uh, up six five, lose eight six if I remember correctly, and it, it just it just it pissed me off. It really did. Um, but Bednar has been rough lately, uh, and then you notice that uh, since that game, he hasn't pitched. He, he hasn't pitched at all. Um, last night they had Holderman uh, come in to get the save instead of him, so I think that says something right there that uh, he definitely is. He fades a lot towards the end of the season. Like last couple months, sort of like I say, the back half of a season, I noticed that he fades a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if it's overuse. Um, I, I'm starting to think that maybe it is. I, I think Shelton needs to quit leaning on him so hard. Um, just like what happened Tuesday. I, you know, look, four out of five days bring them out there. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's a, a good recipe, uh, for success, uh, with the closer. Um, and I just, I, they got to quit overusing him, period. Um, some think they should have traded him and, and because of this reason. And I don't know. I'm not sure I'd go there. Um, having a, a, a shutdown closer is important. Uh, I just do believe you can develop them and, and, and you can find a closer a lot easier uh, than people think. But, uh, yeah, just, just ugly with Bednar. Which brings me to... Uh, the last, the ugly, and that's and that's Shelton. Um, like, look, I, I there are some things with Shelton that's been driving me fucking bonkers. And the first thing was the thing with Bednar. I, I just, dude, like him in the bullpen, it's just always mismanaged with him in the bullpen. It drives me insane. You've got a guy who's cruising. The Braves aren't doing shit against him. He wasn't even through the whole lineup yet. Put him out there for the ninth. And then if he starts to get in trouble, then bring in Bednar to close it out. If you have to have Bednar, do it. I understand that Bednar goes to you and tells you, hey, I can go out there, coach. I got this. I can." You're the manager. It's your job to be the adult in the room and go, look, man, I understand you want to be out there for your guys, but you've pitched too much. We're not going to do it. You're getting a night off. If you're willing to give all these other kids nights off all the time, and I'll get to that in a second too, then why in the world would you give in to Bednar and let him go out there for a fourth time? Like, what are you doing? It just, it drives me insane. Then another thing with, with, with Shelton that's been, this, this series, Andy only played in two of the four games. Now look, I get the damn thing with him not catching a day game after catching a night game. I understand that. However, comma, the guy's bat plays, period. He is top five, six on your team in, when it comes to how much a good hitter, right? He's one of your better bats. That bat plays. You've got to have him out there. So find ways to get him out there. If it's DH him, DH him. When Kutch sat yesterday, he should have been the DH. I don't, Reynolds looks healthy. He can play left field. He didn't need to DH yesterday. You DH Andy. The, it, it drives me insane. Him sitting three out of the last six games. Like, I get it. Like, you're, you're, he's a catcher. It's grueling. I understand these points being made. However, comma, he's also one of your better hitters, and there's other ways to give him rest. He's also young as shit, by the way. So, yeah, if you DH him, that's still like a break for the kid because all he's doing is hitting. So, find a way, get more creative because here's the other thing that's been driving me nuts lately with Shelton. I can't believe I am seeing games where I see Kutch and Reynolds sitting at the same time. 
Or I'll see Endy and Davis sitting at the same time. Or how about Pagaro? Pagaro sits way more than he needs to. Those five names mentioned right there, and I'm not even going to mention Sawinski because Sawinski right now has not been doing well. But the five names I just mentioned are your best potential for power, hitting for average, and getting on base in general. And, and how you keep finding ways to sit them as many games as you do, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it just doesn't. I also do want to see Davis get more catching uh, time, uh, chances to catch. If you're getting blown out in a game, then let him catch the damn ball. Like, I, I don't understand that. I, I get, but find ways to get him more time catching as well. These are all things that have been bugging the shit out of me lately with, with Shelton. I just, I, I'm trying to figure out, are we trying to win games or not? Or is it more just about developing these guys or not? Which is it? Because we can talk about how, well, we're not going to keep moving Davis around. He's a focus on right field. Okay, then why do we keep moving Triolo from third to second? That was fun the other day. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, it's some guys, like, why we got Connor Joe trying to learn second base? Like, we're, we're saying to some guys, we want them to focus on one thing, but it's okay for other guys to keep getting moving all over the fucking place. That doesn't make any sense. Pick a lane and stay in it. I, I'm not, I like Triolo. I, I, I think that he could be a good a good bat off the bench. Uh, same thing with Palacios. I, I like Palacios too. I think he's actually probably their, their best outfielder right now on that team. But as far as hitting goes and weighted runs created, plus we'll back this up, not this great. Yes, he ha- he's really a really good pinch hitter. He's, he's really good at that. But pinch hitter, that's, that's the point of this. So, like I said, I mentioned the five guys, minus Sawinski, that need to be out there as much as possible if you're trying to win. Here's my thing. Let's, let's win, man. Like, let's go for this. That way you go into the offseason on a positive note. Give the fans something to look forward to. Let's make September fun. Let's, you know, September, when O'Neill cruises up, dude, I want to see him in that lineup with Pagaro with Andy Rodriguez, with Davis, with Reynolds, with Hayes. Like, let's do this. And, and make a run in September to really finish on a positive note. Quit pulling this bullshit. Oh, with Kutch. Quit pulling this bullshit where you're double-sitting some of your top producers or potential top producers on this team. There's, there's no reason for this. And I can see why people are like, Sheldon's got to go. And I get it. I really do. Because I, it, the decisions made here... Just boggle my mind. All right. Done with my rant. Now, back. so on to a positive thing. And this is something I will give. I want to give Ben Charrington credit for. And I want to give Shelton credit for. Okay? So, I don't know how the Pirates have done. I, somehow, they're keeping this whole thing together with the pitching staff when they only have true, two true, ah, can't talk, two true starters. That's it. And that's Aviedo and, and, and Keller. They are the only ones that are looking like they can go five plus innings for them. That's it. And that, you know, you're supposed to at least have a five man rotation, right? Some teams have a six man rotation. They got two guys, two, because they've gotten only three plus innings from Beto, Priester, Hatch, Falter, and Jackson. Jackson went three uh, against the Brewers, only two the other day against the Braves, though. 
And then they've gotten two innings from Perdomo, Selby, Majinski, and and look, and I'm not even saying a full two innings. I'm saying they get to put them in a second inning in a row. And somehow, out of all this, they're 11 and 11 since the since the Cleveland series. And look, that's impressive. I've been putting it on Twitter, and I'm going to keep putting it on there. The more if they keep doing well, since the day they called up Priester. Pagaro and Endy, they are 11-11. They are playing 500 ball. They have not lost a series since the Cleveland series. They have either split or won a series ever since. And I mean, is that a coincidence? You call up two guys that are are good ball players that can hit the ball. You put them with guys that are now getting healthy, and voila, look what you're seeing. They're putting up five-plus runs a game against the Braves. So, but to get back to the pitching, I, I just, that can't be easy, and I, and I want to give Shelton credit. I want to give Ben Charrington credit for finding these guys, tweaking them, and plugging them in, and them going out there and going four innings of zero-run ball, three innings of zero-run ball, like, the Pirates have literally had to stitch this together, man. And it, it, I can't even fathom how hard that's got to be. And, and, and they're bringing these guys in, and to their credit, they're going out there and doing really well. And, uh, and to play 500 ball with this issue, uh, it, it really is impressive. Um, so I, I wanted to give them credit for that since I just got done shitting on them for like, like 10 minutes. But, uh, you know, really good job by them to do this. It, 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 it can't be easy. I can't even imagine. All right, moving on. Um, just Pirates news. Speaking of pitching, uh, Rosie Contreras was at uh, AAA uh, for NAPS Indians. Um, he went three scoreless innings, uh, one hit, two walks, th- uh, two Ks. I believe I saw he's now got a sinker, and, and it was doing real well. Um, the bad news is is that he still only hit like 93 on the on the gun, though. So I don't know what's happened to Rosie Contreras. Um I, I thought maybe it was dead arm. I, I, I'm not sure, but I mean, we're talking. This guy has lost at least uh, four to five miles per hour in his fastball, and uh, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, it, it basically he's now turning into another Quinn Priester, basically, where he doesn't have a, a, a power fastball, so he's going to have to rely on more junk and hitting his spots to be effective. Um, not good. Not good uh, for the Pirates' uh, future with the rotation. Um, speaking of future, um, Paul Skeens, he uh, made his debut with the FCL Pirates. Uh, he went a 1-2-3 inning with a strikeout. He threw 11 pitches uh, before he just pitched one inning. Um, he got a ground out and a fly out before striking out Walker uh, Jenkins, the, uh, their, the number five overall draft pick from this draft that he was just in. Um, the kid hit 101 on the gun. Uh I also saw that he is now the number one pitching prospect in baseball, um, and he's the number three overall prospect in baseball. The only two guys ahead of him is Jackson Holiday, a shortstop second baseman uh, for Baltimore Orioles, and then uh, a Jackson Troyo for the Brewers, an outfielder. Only two prospects of the top 100 for MLB ahead of him. Dylan Cruz is four, if you were uh, wondering. And then the other cool thing that I, I saw was that um, there are now six Pirates that are 
in the uh, top 100, uh, MLB top 100 in prospects. So it's Paul Skeens at number three, and then it's Tamar Johnson at 23. Andy Rodriguez, because he still has enough quality at bats yet, or sorry, not quality, but at bats yet to qualify. But uh, Andy Rodriguez is number 42. Jared Jones is 75. Uh, Anthony Salamato is 90. And then Quinn Priester is 99. So the Pirates now have six different prospects in the top uh, 100. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, other Pirate news uh, O'Neill Cruz, he started a running program uh, earlier this week. Um, there are hopeful he will return this season. Uh, I would love for him to be at the end of August. That'd be really awesome. Uh, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, they were showing video of him at the game I was at, uh, taking ground balls, stuff like that, doing drills. So that's good to see. Uh, I guess he's been taking batting practice too. I think I saw, I'm a hundred percent sure on that, but I could have sworn I, I, I either, they showed it or they said it. Um, so just good to see. I, I, I'm so excited to see O'Neill Cruz back. Like I said, I, it's been so long I forgot about him. So uh, I can't wait. I really hope uh, he does get to play this season. And it's earlier than than, than like middle of September. Uh, last thing, um, uh, Marcano, he underwent uh, ACL reconstructive surgery uh, Wednesday. And that's going to you know, keep him out, obviously, uh, next year. I forget what I saw the healing was. I thought it was like, six to nine months i think the healing process was or something like that really sucks i i like marcano i do like what he brings to the game uh and i and i, I you know i hope it's a, a quick healing process for him um moving on last thing i was going to do was do a little reds preview uh they play tonight at 705 uh is going to be on the mound for us and they're going to be facing uh left-handed pitcher andrew abbott for the reds in 12 games, he's 6-3 with a 2.93 ERA, uh, 70.2 innings pitched, 74 strikeouts, uh, and a 1.15 whip. So this guy's been doing really good for them. Um, and so, uh, yeah, lefty. Uh, like I said, Oviedo's on the mound for us in 23 games. Oviedo's 6-11 with a 4.18 ERA, 131.1 innings pitched, 117 strikeouts, and a 1.30 whip. Oviedo has been really good lately uh yeah his last three games like seven innings seven innings six innings only one earned run or less given up in all three of those games uh three walks or less as well which is really good and in five k's or more so uh, aviato has been doing really well for the pirates uh so i mean they're taking on a lefty so uh as far as who's gonna play you know i <laughs> at this point i'm not you know, I, I'd like to see Reynolds out there, Sawinski out there. Um, I know that he doesn't do good against lefties, but they got to see what they got in him. He's really struggled, though, so maybe maybe they do sit him. I I, I don't know. I'd be inter- It could happen. I could see that. Henry Davison, right, probably. Uh, Hayes at third. Uh, I, I like this combination, though, up the middle of um, Alika Williams at short and Bagara at second defensively, I really like it. Um, the only thing I don't like about Lika Williams is that he's just a soft-hitting guy. He, he's not a power guy at all. Um, but he will get his hits. Um, but I think that's who you'll see it short with Pagaro at uh, second. Um, Connor Joe will probably be at first. Uh, I don't think it'll be Revis against the lefty. I think it'll be Connor Joe. Um, and then hopefully we see Andy uh, behind the plate. Um, but at this point, I don't know. Um, but I'm just joking. It, it'll be him. Uh, but yeah, 
that should be that should be who the lineup the lineup should be tonight. Uh, this Abbott guy is a really good pitcher, uh, but the Pirates have been hitting really well as a team lately. So, you know, be taking on De La Cruz and the Reds. It's going to be a uh, going to be a what, how's the saying go five star matchup because they're in it right. Um, but uh, I'm looking really forward to it. Uh, I hope to see you know maybe a series win here. My expectation after what they just did against the Braves. Uh, I expect them to win the series because wonder why the Reds have really been struggling. And look, we talked about this too with the Reds. They had a, they have a young team. They came up. Nobody really had got to watch a lot of film on them. But now look, now people can study them, and the the, the league's punching back. And here they are. They went on a huge losing streak, fell out of first place in the division, and they've been struggling. And now the Pirates, they're the, uh, this young team is in that stage where they're starting to perform a lot better now that they've gotten their feet wet. So I'm interested to see these two teams go at it, two young teams. Uh, but my expectation after what the Pirates did against the Braves is to win the series. Uh, but, hey, maybe they went all out against the Braves and they're going to be horrible this series. You just don't know. That's just how baseball is. But uh, I look forward to watching it. All right, guys, uh, that's all I got. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, I, if you'd like to subscribe, hit that plus button or the follow button. It's free. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you did it on Spotify, that'd be cool as well. Um, don't forget, I'm on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast. Uh, we just did a new episode the other day on training camp uh, and a little pregame for the uh, – uh, did a little pregame thing too on the, on the last episode for the game tonight against Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. I'll be, we'll be doing a Facebook Live around 6.15 for the game. So if you want to get on Facebook Live and send us questions, we'd love to do that and talk to you guys. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. Take care, guys. I'm out.